All hands prepare for multi-ball. Nova Scotia to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Orbital Albert. That's me. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 314 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, I'm very excited to get to be the host, director, writer, producer of the first annual nerdy awards that's right the first and only pinball awards just for pinball podcasting so as many of you know there is the twippy awards there was the twerpy awards uh last year of course was the first annual pinball nerds podcast awards we're going to be doing the second annual pinball nerds podcast awards including some limited voting this year as well uh for the first time last year it was just kind of me doing my my favorites right this year we're actually going to have a little bit of voting, so watch the Pimble Nerds Podcast Facebook group uh, for that coming very shortly, okay? But today, and today only, we're going to be doing awards for pinball podcasters because it's just a couple weeks from Christmas, and it is the season to give back. Tis the season, whether or not, uh, no matter what religion you are, uh, or what background you are of, uh, we can all agree a little bit of time off, paid time off from, from jobs. For those of you who are working full-time jobs, of course, homesteaders just keep working through the holidays, but that's okay. You get some time off, and hopefully you get to spend some quality time with the people who really matter, friends and family. And I consider some of my best friends and almost family many of the other pinball podcasters out there. So to all of you, let me give back to all of you, especially because some of you may or may not, some of these people will definitely get shout-outs from the Twippies, and all of these people have got shout-outs on my show and various other shows. But it's my turn to acknowledge, eh, let's say the best of, the most nerdiest of the nerdy pinball podcasters. Without further ado, we're going to introduce the host from another dimension. Your host for the nerdies. Mr. Orbital Albert from Rick and Morty's Dimension. Welcome back, pinball nerds. So, the first category is Most Improved Podcast. All right, so what do I mean by Most Improved? What I mean is that in some way, shape, or form, they had a change in the last year, in good old 2019. They had a little bit of change in how the show is run or done or the frequency of shows, or something like that, and how did they cope with it, and how did, how were they able to improve upon maybe what they had before? Okay, so I'm going to start with Slam Tilt. So Slam Tilt uh, last year went from being a weekly staple, uh, or, or was it bi-weekly? Uh, it, it did change to going into more monthly, and I know they even had a little hiatus there that may have been longer than that. But now that we've all got used to it, I think that it's possible that the format allows for them to be a little bit less tired about having to talk about him all the time. And I think it is therefore improved Slam Tilt. So Slam Tilt, you are a nominee for a nerdy. All right, next is the Meltdown. The Meltdown Meltdown is with Nikki de Lasagna or Nikki de la Pizza, depending on which day of the week it is. And also, of course, uh, Mr. Steve Bowden. And... This year, we saw interviews from different hosts, and we saw a lot more frequency, 
And uh, yeah, I think that that was a very, very, very good improvement for the show. And not that I, I think it was great last year as well, but I like to, to hear more and see more. And Steve, keep kicking them out there. Every time you put out an episode, I'm going to listen. I'm excited for it. All right, next is Slap Save. So Slap Save, of course, is with Jason Ferguson. And uh, Jason Fowler, Jason Ferguson, Jason Fowler, sorry. And of course, they went through a change. And now Matt Cohen, I believe, uh, is on the show. Matt is co-hosting the show now. And it is much, much, much better than with the last dude. He was okay, but he was just like too angry. He was so angry. Like, I was like, dude, you got to take a chill pill, man. It's just pinball. You know what I mean? But, and I feel like, honestly, I still listen to Slam Tilt before and after they changed co-hosts, but I feel like the change they made this year was for the better overall. And uh, I love the show. Keep it up, guys. Can't wait for the next one. Okay. Next is Head to Head. Head to Head went through a massive change. Okay. And I would say, I'm not saying that the show is now better than when Ryan C was always on the show with Martin. I'm not going to say that. Um, I really like the camaraderie that Martin uh, and Ryan had, and Mark, Ryan was just most recently on the show again, and I loved hearing them back together. But of course, for a couple months there before they had Joe, they kind of you know there was kind of a mix of different hosts, and some of them did incredible. I think Jeff Teols from Pinball Profile was on there, and that, that was incredible. But you know, just I missed that. And I feel like now that Joe and Martin have been together a while, they are starting to get a really good camaraderie together. And I really like listening to them speak together. And in that way, they are most improved that way. So congratulations on your nomination for a nerdy Martin and Joe from head to head. All right. The next is Canada. A little bit controversial. Okay. Not going to lie. But I had a, you know, I called Canada out a little bit uh, earlier this year. I have a couple times, but I called him out a little bit uh, because he had made some suggestions about himself after I believe his 400th episode. And I suggested that he might be correct about those suggestions, which I'm not going to rehash at this moment because this isn't an award show. But something I'd said was that from time to time, he's a little bit too negative about the industry. He's a little bit of a negative Nancy or a Debbie Downer. Uh, Chris uh, Coolius himself. Uh, he has gone on to admit that maybe sometimes he was a bit of a negative Nancy or a Debbie Downer. And I don't know. I'm not going to go out of this way and say like, okay, I am. Uh, I'm not going to say that I am his master. I'm Canada's master. No, I don't think so at all. But I think that he listened. To, I know he listened to that episode uh, because I got some very choice words from him and some private messages. But don't worry. We're still Facebook friends for now. I haven't we haven't talked much since then. But he did give me a quick shout out on the most recent episode, which I do appreciate, Canada. And uh, or Chris. I, I never know what to call him because I know the show's Canada, but he's Chris. And yeah. Anyways, I swear to Gorsh, ever since that episode came out where he ranted and raved about three or four months ago, he's been way more positive. And, and then now he's donating this extra money back to Project Pinball, which is a really rad cause. And he even went on special when lit and was like super well behaved. It wasn't like just constantly being rude and negative and mean and dissing people and talking about how he's better than everybody. Now, is he still a jerk from time to time? Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. He's within, he's within the jerk margin. That's acceptable if that makes any sense. And I would say there were many times before when he was not within the, where I would say is acceptable amount of jerkiness. Okay. So for that, Canada, you are included as being nominated for the most improved. Okay, next on this list is, yes, I included myself. 
Okay, so when this year started, like January 1st, I think I had recorded about 40 or 50 episodes. And uh, yeah, I just, maybe it was a little more than that, but those episodes to me are still somewhat cringeworthy. Even my newer ones are, but those ones especially, sometimes the sound quality was uh, really horrible. I think I did one outside in a snowstorm at minus 10. And I think, I think I've improved because instead of me just only being by myself, that being a complete blog and me never interviewing people, I actually went from a guy who maybe only did two interviews in the first three months I was around to the last nine months leading up to now. Uh, I've interviewed, well, more than 50 people at Pimberg, plus another probably 25, so around 70, 70, 75 interviews this year. So I think I've improved that way. I know the sound quality is not exceptional. I'm just sitting here in my... Uh, you know, Orbeez arcade slash studio with my snowball mic, but I think that it's improved. I still need to get better at taking phone calls and making sure that sound quality is crisp, which is hard. In fact, I tried to start uh, recording today's episode and my internet went out of me. So I went and filled up my eggnog and chocolate milk. That's my secret, uh, my secret drink. And if you are going to try this drink, if you've not tried eggnog and chocolate milk, what are you doing with your life? But if you do try it, do not mix 50-50. Oh, no. You'll ruin the nogness and you'll just get chocolatey, which is great, but you need some nog in there. So I would say go for a 70% nog to a 30% chocolate. But now I've gone off track. What would an episode of the Pimmel Nerds podcast be without me going off track? But I've only done one category of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I better get going on to wait, 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 wait. We did not even say which one wins the nerdy. And that's right, I'm gonna have to give it to Chris Soculius because I think Canada's vastly improved. I went from being a closet Canada listener to being an open Canada listener. And I still don't agree with everything he says. And I still think that he could say a lot of things a lot nicer often, but I think again, for the most part, he's done, I would say he's done a 360 within, within about six months. Uh, and right and around the time I started slamming them all the way until, uh, all the way until I still haven't done your show, Chris. And yes, I, I maybe w would be willing to do the show at this point, uh, if you'd still have me, but let's wait until maybe we have something tentative to talk about. I'd much rather come to New York city, which I plan on doing this summer and, uh, get to actually hang out with Chris and, uh, go, go maybe check out, see if it's true, if you really wear socks or not. So Chris. Congratulations, you win the nerdy for most improved. All right, next is the new nerd on the block. Whoa, whoa, new, new nerd on the block. All right, so these are just people like, I'm trying to think of like special one lit forward, I guess, or right around when I was starting and forward. Um, more forward to special one lit. Special one lit started like a year and a half ago, almost maybe two now, so, um, but... They would, of course, probably won this category had to let them in. I couldn't let them in because they may or may not have won one later. But here we go. So Loser Kid. Absolutely love Loser Kid. They have had so many great interviews. Um, best best merch in the business with the hat. Where's my freaking hat, guys? No, I'm just kidding. I will order one. I want to get one. I don't wear hats. My head's too big. Um, but I wear toques. I wear a lot of toques because they got an elastic band in there, and they will allow me. I know I know. it was a Zach Many when David Dennis was on. I didn't know what a toque is. It's a freaking beanie with a little, like, bushy thing on the top, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, New Kids on the Block. The next one is Do or Die with Mr. Ray Day, Raymond Davidson. That's right. Mr. Raymond Davidson, the number one pinball player in the world, which I heard someone's going to be contesting for that number one spot soon. 
Um, but uh, who knows? Right now he's number one. He's also getting a Pimmel Nerds podcast trading card because he sent me all his info. So thank you for doing that. Uh, really excited about those. I'm actually glad they're getting done out of house. I think they're going to look a lot more professional this way. I don't know if I'll be able to come through to get them ready for Christmas or not. I am trying, but uh, we'll see. Let's get back to this new nerd on the block, though. So, And I do hope to hear more do or die. Uh, I haven't heard a lot, but I loved everything I heard, okay? So I want to hear some more tournament strategy. I want to hear some more machine strategy. Let's get another episode going, Mr. Ray Day. All right, the next is Backbox with Lauren Gray. She's just fired out of the box. Like, just, uh, I think she does a weekly with a new, like, that's the hardest part every single week. So you've got to think a week or two ahead of time. Getting It's obviously a, a woman who's interviewing women, um, if you haven't heard of that. Get over there and listen to that. And thanks for the shout-out, Lauren. I really appreciate that. She just gave me a, a shout-out after being surprised. She was included in the top five nicest women in pinball. Come on. You're super awesome. Give me a break. Uh, the next one is Mrs. Pin's Pinball Podcast. Now, she did start like a month, I think, before me or something like that or two. But it was pretty close to then, and I had to include her. Um Next is the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. You're nominated for an, a nerdy, boys. That's right. Ian and Drew, my boys, Ian and Drew. Love you guys. Um, like what you're doing on the show. I even like the 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 F It Fridays. I'm trying not to swear on the show, so I, you know, I can't actually say what it is, but you can imagine what the F stands for. Um, that's where they go and talk almost nothing about pinball, and they actually revealed on the show that their numbers for F It Fridays are almost as good as... Their numbers for the actual pinball podcast. And that proves that although they do know a lot about pinball and they like buy and have buy and sell and fix machines and all that kind of stuff, that it's the fact that their camaraderie and their best friends and they're there talking about interesting, fun stuff. It's the entertainment value of them talking is maybe greater than even just the pinball content per se. And that just goes to show you that you don't necessarily need to be the number one player in the world to have a really entertaining pinball podcast. But it helps, right, Raymond Davidson? It helps. All right, next is Slap Save. I already mentioned Slap Save earlier in the last category. You guys are nominated again. Congratulations. Now, there is some smaller ones that I'm sure that I missed and I feel bad for. There is some local ones as well. Like I know the New York City Pen Pod, but they've been around for a while. Um, and, and quite a few other like localized ones that I don't listen to that much because it's primarily about their local content. But congratulations to each one of you small guys. It's Christmas. I'm trying to give everyone a little bit of shout out here, a little bit of props. Um, who is going to win that category? The new nerd on the block. I think when you're looking at there, there's one that stands out. And that's the poor man's pinball podcast. You win a nerdy. You win a nerdy. You win a nerdy, Ian and Drew. Congratulations. Love listening to you guys. Um, can't wait for the next one. And I don't care which one of the two it is. F it. I'll listen to either. All right. Next is most pinovations, okay, or most pinovative. Uh, basically, most innovations that had to do with how podcasting used to be done and 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 what changes they brought to it. Okay. So first, I gotta say shout out to my boy Zach Manny. Uh, this is primarily for Zach, but also you know Dennis is on the show as well and a really strong contributor. But I guess this one I would give it more to Zach because Zach is constantly coming up with new categories and new segments for the show constantly. And that takes a lot of time and energy and work to think of these things. Like some shows, they have like two, three new categories. And that's not something that you see very often. I mean, uh, I have my mini top five that I throw in from time to time, and that's about it, right? So anyways, cheers. Congratulations on your nom nomination, Zach and Dennis. 
for this week in pinball podcast. Next is Mr. Jeff Teolis of Pinball Profile. Jeff Teolis did this really cool world tour thing where he did like every time he was going out of town to go to a big tournament, he would also play a tournament the night before. Okay. And this tournament the night before was called the Pinball Profile World, world Tour. This was not also, not only, not only a sneaky way and a very intelligent and sneaky way for Mr. Jeff Teolis to climb up the ranks a little higher because now he's getting more whoppers for each tournament he's already going to. How, but it was also a really cool way to give back to the community. There was these awesome prizes. Uh, you know, there, I, I don't even know if the, the fee was very low or reasonable for in comparison for what you're getting back. You're playing with a lot of really fun, outgoing players in, in really cool locations that you wouldn't normally necessarily have a tournament. Like I know Jack Danger had one in his studio, and I think that's like the one and only tournament that's ever been there. So, yeah, that was really cool. Um, next on there would be the super awesome pinball show. That's right. Oh, wait. I need. I knew this. I knew this. I knew I was missing the super awesome pinball show from the new nerd on the block. And the reason why... That is, is because I had already started thinking of this before th their episode even came out. But boom, I have them on here. So there you go. They're very innovative because they're attempting to have three co-hosts. And it's very challenging to have three co-hosts. It's something new. It's something different. I think all three of them have very different, distinct voices to add to what they're talking about pinball. So I, th I think they are a good mix of three people on there. Congratulations on your nerdy. And no, Franchi, don't go breaking this nerdy because it's not even physical. It's just virtual, bud. Well, that's not entirely true. Just for winning a nerdy, you have the option of receiving a Pinball Nerds podcast trading card. So there's your gift. That would count. I'm going to have a nerdy section, and it'll just be like, I don't know, maybe it'll be a fake little trophy on the card showing in the corner. We'll figure it out. The next is the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, and that's because they started doing F It Fridays. I think that that's very innovative. Um, them kind of like uh, stealing my thunder on top five lists. No, I'm just kidding, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I like that everyone's doing the, the top fives. I love listening to top fives. I never get sick of them. Um, this could have been a whole top five list if I wanted it to be, but there's just too many people to mention. So, But for doing that, for, for thinking outside the box and just doing an entire, being bold enough to do an entire podcast once a week on anything but pinball, and somehow not talking about pinball much during that whole time. I think that would be hard for me because I can go off track a lot, but can I talk for that long without talking about pinball? I don't know. It'll be challenging. Okay, next is head to head. Head to head is has been constantly kind of changing what they do. They do add in a, you know a good number of new segments, but they they keep the really good ones. My I think the most innovative segment that they've added. And I would like to know behind the scenes if they're really just is Joe. Sometimes I listen to this and Joe is either a friggin' crazy pinball encyclopedia and remembers the rules. Cause I do believe Joe is, is I don't think he's necessarily making notes, but they pretend like they're looking for the number on there. I've never heard a duplicate yet. So I'm like, are they really, I think they are really doing it, but basically Joe, who's like 33rd in the world, one of the top tournament players out there will tell you his strategy, his tournament strategy for a machine. And Martin picks it and then asks him, ask some pertinent questions about it and so on and such forth. Well, let me tell you this. Joe does such a great job explaining how to do it. It's hard for me to fathom that he didn't even just look over the notes, even for five minutes, even if Martin told him like five minutes before it. I have no doubt they're using a randomizer, but I'm just wondering if it lands on a game that's boring or a game that everyone already knows the strategy of, or if it lands on a game they've already explained, do they skip to the next one? I don't know how much post-production they do. 
I don't really care because it's fun, it's innovative, it's interesting. As a tournament player, I absolutely love it. And I think even if you weren't a tournament player, you still want to know how to go to your local arcade and blow it up or go to your buddy's house and have a beer or two and just destroy it and get GC. Nobody's like, no, I hate getting grand champion on machines. I hate getting replays. I don't like extra money. I'm allergic to money. So, I mean, at the worst case scenario, you're going to learn how to make your loony if you're up here in Canada or your buck. If you're down America, you're going to get your buck to go further, right? Uh, or everybody, even if you're down there in Australia, you still need your, what do they spend there? Are they Kango bucks? I don't know what it is. I think it's just Australian dollars. Um, the next one is special and lit. And I kind of might have le left the, the last for best, okay? Because Ken and Bill over there, and I suspect that Ken is doing more of it than Bill right now, just because I know Ken just had a new child and he's super busy and stuff like that. And I think Ken is kind of the, I won't say the, the, he's the master behind the throw. No, he's, he's, he's not the wizard or whatever behind it, but I think that he is the guy who's coming up with a lot of the creative decisions for how the show is going to work. And between them doing the podcast live on site, right before they do their Monday stream for flipping out, I think that's cool because then they get to interview whoever they have there already who wants to be part of the live stream as well. And then I know that they they do the call-ins, which I think is really great. Then I know the special when lit Twitch channel is having that uh, Christmas. Oh, excuse me. The they're having the 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 Christmas Christmas stream on there for Project Pinball. That's really fun. And over and above that, everything that they do on that show. Um, I think I did have a pin turn before they did correspondence, but what, what Ken, Ken and Bill did with the correspondence was totally different and really unique. And to be able to get a following that good, to have that many callers calling in with weekly updates on all the different manufacturers, that's really rad. And the idea to have a designated person who, you know, is that one person who's the most informed of that one manufacturer, that's so smart because rather than Ken or Bill trying to keep up with, you know, 10 different manufacturers, they have this one correspondent who's working his butt off and trying to maybe possibly have a direct line of communication with the manufacturer to get the most up-to-date pertinent information. And then you start to, you know, you start to really like each correspondent and get used to hearing from them each week. So it really sucks you in that way as well. So cheers to them for doing that. And this one was a little tricky. It could have gone to This Week in Pinball. It could have gone to Pinball Profile. But it goes to Special Winlet. Oh, my God, guys. Keep it up. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing with the Twitch channel. I like what you're doing with uh, Flipping Out. I love the call-in segments. Uh, I like that you're always reaching out to people. And I know I owe you. I got to get a hold of Chris Pinter. And I know I owe you an audio recording. I heard you uh, shout out the people. Or it was an anti-shout-out to the people saying, hey, like, why haven't you got your audio clip to me? I am going to speak with Chris Pinter and get on that soon. I apologize, Ken. I got behind on things. But here we go. Let's move it. Congratulations on your nerdy special one, that. Okay, next is soulmates. I called it soulmates, but it really could be camaraderie or compadres or best friends or mates. And, and not in all these cases are they best friends, but they just have really good, they have, they can bounce back and forth off of each other really well. So I want to throw this out here. Here we go. Soulmates, Ken and Bill. That's right. They're from Special and Lit. Next is Bruce and Ron. Who doesn't like to listen to Bruce and Ron? And mostly because like they sound like 
real best friends who have been best best friends since like grade two and they like kind of get on each other's nerves but they're also best friends so who doesn't love to listen to them rant and rave back and forth i could listen to it all day if you guys ever decide to do a weekly again i'll listen i'll listen every week man okay next is dennis and zach so these guys definitely are not best friends even though zach jokes about them being besties i think they had became good friends but I also think that uh, from time to time, a little bit of the foolheartedness that uh, happens on the show is because they have this kind of love-hate relationship that just shines through, where from time to time, Zach can get on Dennis's nerves. And from time to time, I'm sure things that Dennis does make Zach go, huh? You know what I mean? And so it's like, I really like listening to their banter back and forth. That's one of my favorite things to listen to this week in pinball. Um, I do like the other weeks as well. Like I thought Dennis... Uh, David Dennis was on uh, with with Zach there on This Week in Pinball, and he did a excellent job doing it. And I think most of the people, if not all the people that uh, Zach choose, do a really good job. But there's just something about listening to these two people that you know in real life might not actually be best friends or may not have actually been best friends, say, in high school, even though nowadays I'm sure they get along very well. And I would love for them to do a road trip and head up here to Canada, have some flapjacks with me. Come check out Orby's Arcade. You can even do a Cribs here. You can revive Cribs on the homestead, bro. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But it would be really cool. I would love to. I can't wait to hang out with them at, at some show coming up or event. And I really want to meet them both together for the first time. I don't want to, like, I don't want to see them separately the first time. I want them to be together because I feel like it's just, you know, Zach and Din did. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Zach and Dennis. Sorry. Okay. Next is Ian and Drew. Okay. These guys are like, there is no mistaking it. They are best, best besties in real life. Um, and then we have Dennis and Tony from the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast. They legitimately seem like very good friends. Uh, they seem very close. They seem to get along well. They have good banter. They don't seem to get on each other's nerves nearly as much as Dennis and Zach, but I still love listening to the show. And, uh, yeah, go listen to that. I think the last one was 102 and they got sponsored. Congratulations, guys. I'm getting a sponsor. That's cool. Go check out that one. Um, then last on the list, a little bit of a lesser known podcast, but my good buddies, Tony and Mike, I can tell you this real life, bestie, 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 besties, like for sure, like hang out uh, pretty much, you know, every weekend, if not during the week, if they're not off on an adventure doing a podcast or you're fixing a pinball machine. And uh, that's why I have to, I have to give the nerdy award. To Tony and Mike, that's right, from the Canadian Pinball Podcast. Congratulations on your nerdy. These guys uh, have, have I've seen them together for a long time. And so they're not only are they podcast partners, but they're actually business partners. And I think somewhere, I don't know, around like halfway through their podcast, they uh, let us all know that they kind of like split on certain games and then do whatever and flip it and split the differential. And it's, it's really cool because... I know Tony usually has the truck that they're usually going to get the machines. And then uh, Mike is the one organizing who's getting it and then doing maybe the, the more of the sales end of it. And then they're both working on the machines and yeah, they are definitely best friends in and out. Congratulations guys. You win the nerdy. Now I've got best, best tourney talk, best interview and where the heck are, uh, when the heck will they record next, as well as podcast player of the year and your favorite podcast of the year coming up shortly. But I'm going to take a two-second break.
The reason I'm recording this today is because I love pinball so much. I love it so much I would walk 500 miles for it, and maybe I will. Welcome back, pinball nerds. After that short intermission to the first annual Nerdy Awards the only pinball podcasting award show on the planet Earth or anywhere in this dimension anyways. And now back to your host, Orbital Albert. Thank you so much, weird, low-talking introduction guy. Uh, Let's get back into it here. So we've already done the Nerdy Award for the most improved podcast, the new nerd on the block, most pinnovative soulmates, best buddies, best friends. The next topic we're going to talk about is the, or the next award we have is the best tourney talk. And why is that important to me? It's important to me because I am primarily a tournament player. So I would say there's one of three pinball players on the planet. And there is primarily someone who is primarily a collector They prefer to collect really nice species and gems of the most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. Then you have the fixers and or slash operator or and or flipper. So this is the person that goes out and revives these almost dead pinball machines from out there. And then, of course, you have... Wait, did I just combine them all together? You have... The pinball, the person who's competitive pinball player, someone who's a collector, and yeah, then someone who is mostly a flipper and or an operator, which could be the same person and or not. But I am primarily the tournament player, the competitive player, and that's why I like to listen to a lot of tournament talk when I'm listening to my pinball podcasts. And these are some of the pinball podcasts that you can hear the best tournament talk. The nominees are Head to Head Pinball with Joe Lemire and Martin. Do or Die with Raymond Davidson. Pinball Profile with Mr. Jeff Teolis. Pinball Nerds Podcast. Uh, especially when I have people on like Brad Hopkins, um, Sean Russell, um, even my pin turn there, Mr. Nick Greenan, uh, Ian Hayer, Mr. Gamma Goat himself on Twitch. Um, you know, a lot of these are really good tournament players and we spend a lot of time talking about different tournament strategy and different game strategy. And I know it's not nearly as in depth as head to head or do or die. Um, but we try, we try. Okay. The next is slam tilt. Both Bruce and Ron are very good competitive players. Um, I didn't see Bruce at Pemberg. I did see Ron once way down the corner while I was playing on a bank. I did get to play with Ron's dad, which is pretty cool. He's really nice. Um, but I, I like listening to them talk about or, or make fun of games they hate playing in tournaments more so. They really are usually bang on when they talk about a game being not good to be played in a tournament. Especially Bruce, he's being a little sometimes negative about it, but he's being honest. And usually those games are kind of turds to be played in tournaments. So I appreciate that. But the one that stands out the most for best tourney talk 
is Mr. Raynan Davidson of Do or Die Pinball. Congratulations. Of course, the number one pinball player on the planet. Now, mind you, if there was an award for the podcast, I have to rewind the most. It would also be that one because I'm like, whoa, whoa, Ray Day, slow your roll. I'm only like a top 2,000 player. Don't talk to me like I'm a top 100 player. Because even even when I was renting The Walking Dead and I had it at my house, I still... I had to re-listen to that part about The Walking Dead like four or five times and still didn't really get it all. You know what I mean? But that's a complicated, deep game, and he knows complicated, deep rule sets. So if you want to get the best tournament talk out there, listen to Raymond Davidson. The thing is, he doesn't have as many episodes. Uh, I would say a close second to me for this would be um, Head-to-Head Pinball, of course, with Joe Joe Lemire. And and I really love it when... uh, um, Josh Sharp, who's the president of IFBA, of course, is on Pinball Profile. That's so fun. Uh, Josh and, and and Jeff have this banter back and forth. That's great. And, uh, I mean, if Josh had time for it, he could co-host Pinball Profile, like, monthly. I'd, hell, I'd have him on. I'd have the guy on weekly because um, uh, I love listening to their banner, banter. And I, li- I like listening to Josh talk about why he made certain decisions with, like, the dollar rule and IFPA and and. and you know, stuff like that. I really like listening to all that kind of stuff. So, but congratulations, Raymond Davidson on your nerdy. All right. Next is the best interview. All right. So the best interview. And again, I haven't listened to every single episode of every single one of these. So I might've missed one, but these were ones that just jumped out at me and stood out as being really fun, really interesting and uh, no holds bar, so to speak. Okay. So the first is Keith Elwin on head-to-head pinball. Um, absolutely loved it. It was a full long episode. They went into really good depth and detail, and that was awesome. It was just it, it was that was fun. I think I've listened to that interview two or three times now. So great job, Martin. Uh, great job, Keith. And uh, yeah, keep it up. The next is Josh Sharp. Surprise, surprise on pinball profile. I. Again, that's one of those episodes, every time he's on Pinball Profile, I listen to it a couple times, and it's it's fun. It's fun listening to them banter back and forth and kind of make fun of each other. Uh, even right now, um, Jeff Teolis is gunning, of course. Jeff Teolis, 2020, shout out. Uh, no, I love Jeff Teolis, but I want him to keep being a podcaster, and I want him to keep being um, a, a tournament director and running the world tour. I don't want him to be the president of the international flipper pinball association. Cause he won't have time to do his, like he does. He's, I would say he does the, probably the second most number of episodes, uh, per month of like any of the pinball podcasts. And we're not talking about him just like sitting, you know, in a room talking to you guys like this. We're talking about him going out there and some of these episodes, he has like five, 10, 15 people interviewed. So I would say he interviewed by far the most number of people last year in pinball. Um, that's see that should have been a, an award right there. It, hell, it's my show, Jeff Teolis. You win the podcasting award for most number of interviews in the year, Mr. Jeff Teolis. You win a nerdy. All right, let's get back here to the best interview though. Uh, next, I gotta throw in Pimmelner's podcast. Come on, and it's time for the mini top five. So my top five interviews, in no particular order, just how they came into my head uh, for this year were. Mr. Jack Danger got to interview him at Pemberg. That was incredible. Um, absolutely uh, loved getting to talk to Mr. Ian Hayward. Um, He was on the show after uh, going to New York City and uh, getting, I believe, second in the classics, just to Bowen. 
uh, against Bone Cairns and uh, got to speak to him after that. Absolutely love doing that interview. He was on again, uh, and I know, and I, I love every time he's on, but that, that one in particular was really fun. Um, then I got to interview Mrs. Penn. That was also at Pemberg. That was really cool. She even took that time to do that. Well, Dr. Penn was like in the finals currently playing. So thank you so much for being so generous with your time, Mrs. Penn. Uh, Sarah, can I call you Sarah? I don't know. We, she did send me a very nice message for being included in the top five uh, uh, women of pinball who contribute. So um, thank you so much for that. No problem. Keep doing what you do for pinball. Um, who else would be on my, my top five? This was supposed to be easy, but there's just so many great people that I got to speak with. I'm going to have to say it was, and I know these are both recent, but it was Mr. Uh, Glenn, the skateboarder, love to talk to him. I've chatted with him so much on Facebook and, uh, he's been a big fan of the show for a very long time and a really big fan and a, a good positive force in pinball and he's pinball podcasting's biggest fan. That should be an award in itself as well. But uh, that was so fun to get to talk to him. And I know this is going to sound silly. But one of my very favorite uh, podcasts that I got to do this year is where I sat down with Hayden and Owen. And we talked about future pinball machines. So I'm including that. I'm sorry. They're my sons. It's my top five list. They make the list. I'm sorry. But there was lots of other people out there I could have included. Um, let's see who else here is on the list. Next would be Mr. Chris Kaneda, Mr. Chris Sokulius, okay, from Kaneda's Pinball Podcast. He had Robert Mueller of Deep Root Pinball on there, and that was a very interesting episode. That one, again, I've gone back and listened to a couple times. And I'm going to give this one to Head to Head Pinball. You win the nerdy for Mr. Keith Elwin. Congratulations. That was an awesome interview. You picked his brain perfectly, Martin. And every single question I would have wanted to ask, you asked. And you didn't hold back too much, which was awesome. That's that's what I feel like. You have to hold back a little. Like if you're just like coming at him like, what's your next game? What's your next game? What's your next game? Like, like they're probably not going to come do your show ever again. And a lot of other people aren't going to either. But at the same time, Martin has a way of just kind of jokingly Hey, so, you know, skirting around it a little. If you'd like to give us a tiny tidbit, you could. But if you don't, that's okay. And he has a great way of doing that with all of the people he's interviewing. So congratulations, Martin, on your nerdy. Let's get nerdy. Okay, next on the list is the where the heck, or sorry, when the heck will they record next? So it's like, I love all these pinball podcasts, but then I don't hear from them for like a week or two. I have no notifications turned on on anything, which I should, but I don't like having, I just say no to all notifications on everything all the time constantly because I don't like them on. So I actually just wait till I see a Facebook post or am bored and go check. And you know, sometimes it's been like three or four weeks and I'm like, maybe I missed a Facebook post and slam tilt decided to record again. Or maybe Mrs. Penn, who sometimes used to be several times a week. She hasn't, we haven't heard from her for a couple of weeks. Maybe she decided to, and she did recently decide to, by the way, the episode was awesome. Go listen to that one. Um, and now that she's working, I think another, uh, another new position, we might not even get as many episodes and it's going to make me say, when the heck will they record next? All right. So the first one, uh, the first one is Mr. Jeff Parsons of the Pinball Players Podcast. That's right. So Jeff uh, had moved this year and a lot of other things, so he didn't record as much. 
he was dealing with that. Plus, let's be honest, he has a Monday to Friday, nine to five. But since it's in radio, it's probably more like a 4 a.m. I think he mentioned at some point or something like 4 a.m. to whatever noon plus job. Right. And he's, you know, also has a son. I know that he plays pinball with plus he's moving. So that can be expected. But I want to hear more episodes, Jeff. When the heck will they record next? Okay, the next one is Riptide uh, with the Stephanie Geiger, the pinball princess, and Crystal Gemmick. Um, they uh, Crystal also has a side podcast that called Bumper to Bumper. And some like after Pinberg, I waited like I think I had done like thirty episodes, and Crystal still had done her her, her uh, um, you know Pinberg update episode. I'm like I want to hear it. So yeah, I'm always like, when the heck will they record next? You know what I mean? Uh, the next is the Canadian Pinball Podcast. When the heck will they record next? So sometimes you'll get like two in a month from uh, Tony and Mike. And then other times they'll go like two months and you're like, when the heck will they record next? So yeah, guys, guys, uh, thank you. Thank you. Every time you record an episode, I love it. And don't record just to record. I'm not telling you these people they should record more. It's just an award for like they're sporadically putting out episodes and they maybe previously put out more per month or per annum on average, right? The next is a slam tilt. I remember I had a I had a little tear well up in my eye when I heard they weren't going to be doing their regular weekly podcasts anymore. And uh, then it went like a couple weeks. Like I think it was right after the cluster buck. It went like a week, then two weeks, then three weeks. And I was like, what is it? When are you going to hear from Bruce and Ron, man? Um, I love these guys. And it kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, an episode would come out and go, oh my God, put on the brakes. Whatever YouTube video I'm watching, throw it in the garbage, pick up your laptop, smash it on the ground, get out your phone, get out your podcatcher. We're listening to some Slam Tilt podcast, right? So they had me thinking constantly, when the heck will they record next? Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Mrs. Penn's Pinball Podcast. She used to record a lot more frequently than she did. And then after Pinberg, she took a little bit of a Pinberg break, but I was very excited waiting for that one. Then, of course, she started working, so on and such forth. Mrs. Penn, almost every day you have me saying, when the heck will she record next? Um, all right, I want to ever say that again. The winner of the category I just said a second ago is... Do-do-do. You guys ready for it? Slam tilt. You make my heart sing. Bruce and Ron, you win the nerdy four. When the heck will they record next? All right, let's move on after that. Sorry, that category will not be included in the second annual Nerdy Awards. All right, podcast player of the year. All right, so I was supposed to get these up. I'm not a very good, uh, not a very good podcaster here. Okay, so this year, Marty from Head to Head Pinball did very well in, in a lot of tournaments. Uh, he also made it to the finals in B, where he took out my buddy Joe Stanzik. Thanks, freaking Marty. Um, no, I think that I think that Joe, or sorry, I think that Marty and my buddy Joe Stanzik both didn't make it out of those finals the first round, I believe. But ask them about it. They'll they'll know better than me. Um, next, I did include myself. What a pretentious jerk that Orville Albert is, right? Um, I did make it to A division. I was really stoked about that. I think I won. 
Jeez, I would have to look, but I think I won at least one Monday night pinball. Was that this year or last year? I hope it was this year. Uh, I also managed to get a third, my very first time playing in New Brunswick, which was pretty awesome. I did all, also get to finals uh, most recently at Fundio Flippers 19 this last weekend, which means that hopefully once once Mr. Adam Becker has uh, me all updated on IFPA, we'll see if... Uh, We'll see if I did make the New Brunswick Provincials, but I'm hoping so. Fingers crossed. I made it to finals, and then I think I won the B, so I think I should have got fifth out of like 20-some-odd players, I believe. So that's good, right? Fifth is good. It's not like incredible. Um, believe me, I'm at the bottom of this list for these people. I, I The only surprising part really was not that I won a couple like little small ones maybe, but the main thing was, was that I uh, – oh, my gosh, I haven't won. I didn't win a Monday Night Pinball this year, guys. Oh my god. I won I won one. The last time I won one was October 29th, 2018. Okay. I got a second at Monday Night Pinball at Speed City. Um blah, 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 blah. I got a 308th at the Intergalactic Pinball Championships, but I only got to play, I think, six or seven of my ten entries. Um I got a hundred and eighty-third at Pimberg, out of the top 1,000 players on the planet. So, yeah, basically Pimberg. Pimberg is the, the one I'm by far most, you know, stoked about in there. But um, I was still pretty happy even getting uh, the London Ontario Pinball Finals. Uh, where was my best finish for this year? Well, I got 10th. I got 10th in the last one, which isn't bad out of, you know, 50-some-odd players that are incredible players that are in there, including one of the incredible players from the Ontario Pinball Championships is Mr. Jeff Teolis of Pinball Profile. Jeff has moved up into 54th place in the world. And I remember a point where he wasn't even in the top 100. In fact, I think when I first started playing, he was like a top 200 player. Um, so congrats, Jeff. He's had a stellar year, including getting, uh, did he get third at the Free Play Florida Classics, I believe? Um He's also just won a lot. He did really well at CNE. Uh, he, here he is, Jeff Teolis. Okay, so Pinball for Change. He just got first on December first. That was twenty-one whoppers. Uh, free play Florida Classics tournament. He got third, forty-two whoppers. Wow, that's like that's more than like all the whoppers I have, Jeff. Uh, probably, probably is. Space City Open. He got seventh, twenty-eight whoppers. Um, Pinball Expo Flip Out Tournament Classics. He got fifth, forty-four whoppers. So on and such forth, just killing it here. Second at the CNE in the main, fifth in the classics, two at the CNE, Canadian Pinball Championships. Um, great job. I mean, Jeff's got some like Jeff's got like second at the London Ontario Pinball League for 15 whoppers, and it doesn't even count in his top 20 tournaments. That's how freaking good he is. So nice job, Jeff. Next is Bruce and Ron. They're both incredible players. They both had uh, some wins, I think. Did Ron do better at Pinburg? I know Bruce won an event not too long ago. They're both incredible players. They've both done very well this year. Um, and then, of course, Joe Lemire from Head to Head. Maybe not, like, his best year ever, but I think he's been, like, very consistently in there and doing very well. And if I was just doing it for points, Joe Lemire would win. I believe he's the highest on this list at, was he, 33rd, I believe. Um, but I got to give it to my boy Jeff Teolis because he's just – knocking it out of the park with the number of interviews he's doing, the, the, the quality of the content he's bringing us, the production value, uh, the number of interviews. And then on top of that, the number of fricking tournaments he's going to per year and how committed he is to, you know, attempting to, you know, obviously get into the NASACs and, and make circuit finals. I don't, I don't, 
I'm assuming he didn't make circuit finals, but he, I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming he did make the power 100 and uh, he's just been killing it all the tournaments recently. So congratulations, Jeff on your nerdy. All right. Next is the big one. Can I have that strange? Uh, <laughs> can I, can I have the, uh, movie trailer host guy introduce the final category from the other Rick and Morty dimension. No problem. Podcast of the year on the nerdies. The only pinball podcasting awards show. Here it is. The nominations are special when lit pinball podcast, head to head pinball podcast, slam tilt. You know what podcast this week in pinball podcast and just jokingly my wife was helping me write out this sheet when I was kind of like collecting my thoughts she put nerds down here thanks honey I crossed it out obviously I'm not including myself in this but I would like to include myself in the top 10 so if I could ask you guys for one thing I would love to love to love to get your vote and before I said only vote for me if I'm truly your, your first favorite pinball podcast but let's be honest I'm nobody's favorite pinball podcast, but I'm going to go for the San Sanjaya effect, okay? So for any of you who don't know who Sanjaya is, he ended up getting to like eighth place on American Idol, and not because he was the most talented, but because he was entertaining and he asked people for their votes. So I'd like to, I'd like to Sanjaya effect the Twippies a little bit and just squeak in there for 10th place because I know there's 10 pinball podcasts that are better than mine that get more listeners per show, that are more respected, that are harder working than me, let's be honest, that put a lot more production and research and time and energy and actually writing notes. I wrote notes for this show. That counts. Okay, my wife did. But I helped come up with them in my brain. Um, but I would really like to ask if for some reason, if there's even one of you out there who has not voted uh, for the Twippies, could you throw in a Pimmel Nerds podcast? I want to be the, the Sanjaya of Pimmel Podcasting. Sanjaya? Uh, I I want to be the, uh, what is the, she bangs, she bangs, you know, she really, with the, the Asian gentleman who, who uh, William Hung, William Hung. I want to be the William Hung of Pimmel Podcasting. It'd be really cool if I could just squeak in there with enough votes to get 10th. I'm 100% sure I'm not going to, and I don't, it, expect to even come close to winning, but it'd be really cool if I could sneak in there for 10th, guys. All right, let's keep going here. So why does Special One Lit deserve to be the pinball podcast of the year and win the first ever Nerdy Award for such? Well, Ken and Bill are there every single week. I think they maybe missed one show once. Um, not only that, they're Content is always fresh, unique, exciting. Um, Ken is able to uh, Ken is able to take a stand on something in pinball without necessarily stepping on someone's foot or hurting someone's feelings or being, you know, he's he's trying to he goes for constructive criticism, not crushing criticism. And I like constructive criticism better because it helps you get better. Crushing criticism just makes you go well. Frig, if the game's that bad, I'm not making a pinball machine ever again. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think too many designers think that when they listen to pinball podcasts. But surely, you know, for the thousands of hours that go into each and every one of these pinball machines, we can all find at least something positive to say or something good to say about each and every one of them. Am I right? 
not only that, they have great interviews. Not only that, they have the awesome correspondence. Not only that, they have Steve Beattie with them. Steve Beattie could edge them this freaking nerdy right now. I love that guy. Uh, I love watching and talking to him and interacting with him when they're on the Flippin' Out channel or the special one lit and they're doing some streaming on Twitch. Um, yeah, very deserving of it. Now, next is Head to Head Pinball. Why are they deserving to be podcast of the year? Well, I can tell you this. Marty does hella research. That's what he does. He does. I think that Martin does more research for that show per week than I do in probably a month of 30 shows, to be honest. And he's bang on with that research. He was able to find the American Pinball. Uh, well, we don't know if it was American Pinball, but he was able to find several copywritten names uh, that have been trademarked and taken out, I guess, that, that could be used for pinball. Um, and, you know, he went out of his way to find a tournament player who could also talk. And that is sometimes harder to do than you would think because a lot of these tournament players already have their plates full. A lot of them either have full-time jobs or they work for pinball companies or they do live streaming or, um, you know, they, they are already working in pinball some way, like they're in a pinball parts company or they run uh, you know, a website or an app or, you know, they're already fully committed and, the main reason why it's hard to get a top competitive player is because almost every single weekend they're trying to get to a different event that will help get them into the circuit finals and help their IFPA ranking, right? You, there's no way you accidentally get in the top 100 players in the world. You have to be trying very hard. You can't just be doing local tournaments. You have to be willing to travel and you have to learn not just dozens of machines you might have locally in a few different arcades and be playing tournaments at, but you have to learn hundreds of machines because you're playing on different ones all the time. So to be able to get Joe Lemire, who can, you know, verbalize all, all of his strategies on pinball so well, and at the same time, also be able to, um, you know, be, be entertaining and be fun and be a little bit provocative from time to time and talk about pinball. That was really smart for Martin to have done that. All right. So next is the Slam Tail Pinball Podcast. You guys know how much I love Bruce and Ron. These guys have always been around there kicking it. And they will keep kicking it as they do because they're awesome. And I love hearing about the stories about the Silver Ball Saloon in Rochester, New York. And someday I'm going to come visit y'all there. It's going to be a great time. I also want to go check out Ron's Arcade. I've seen a, a little bit of streaming there on the Slam Tilt Twitch channel. I believe it's Slam Tilt, right? And uh, I, I enjoy watching that. Uh, Mr. Pinball Profile. I've already mentioned several reasons why Jeff Teals is very rewarding of winning the Podcast of the Year Nerdy Award. Um, but he's just been killing it. He did, he did the week of Steve's and like, he had like five Steve's in a row. I thought that was so cool. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the only person that some weeks actually puts out more episodes than me. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, what's going on? And he works a full-time job and is a father of two and a husband and, you know, is working radio noon tonight, plus traveling almost every weekend. So just killing it, just killing it over there. Then of course we have this week in pinball, Zach Manny, the hardest working man in pinball podcasting, trademark. Um, also with Dennis, I absolutely love Dennis, um, of course, of the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast. And um, I really, really, really think that uh, This Week in Pinball is deserving of winning a Twippy. But will they win a Nerdy? I don't know. We'll have to see in about 10 seconds. Now, of course, my wife threw me on there. 
but I don't think I'm deserving of winning it, even in my own, because let's be honest, uh, these other podcasts are better. That's it. Now, I've got to do this. This was the hardest one to decide upon. I was kind of stuck between three. I was trying to decide between This Week in Pinball, Head to Head, or Special One Lit. It was really, it was really hard. It was really hard. But I got to give it to This Week in Pinball podcast, Mr. Zach Manny. You win the first annual Nerdy Awards for podcast of this year. Of course, with his co-host, Mr. Dennis Kriesel. Congratulations, guys. And thanks also to obviously Jeff Patterson uh, from This Week in Pinball for being the content creator for that most awesome website. And you can believe if I had a, a nerdy award for best website, This Week in Pinball would also win. Uh, Zach is always entertaining. Love him or hate him, he's always, always, always entertaining. Um, I joke around once in a while with him, but I actually genuinely love him and I can't wait to, to meet him. Like I said, I want to meet him and Dennis at the same time. Uh, that would be really cool. But yeah, separately, I think it would also be rad. Um, I had a really fun time doing this today, guys. I know I'm kind of just poking fun here, but that's what I do on the show. I don't take myself too seriously. I try to have a little bit of fun with it because that's what pinball is about. Also, just wanted to give some love back. And to any pinball podcast that I missed or I didn't mention a lot or that I don't listen to or haven't listened to, please message me. Uh, through the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook group, message me a link to your pinball podcast and let me listen to it. Uh, not too long ago, I just listened to another gentleman blogging through Anchor. It was It's more like a daily blog. And I'm going to try to find that and give it a little shout out on my show. I want to try giving some shout outs to some smaller pinball podcasts as well. Again, I probably am not going to be reaching out a lot to the local ones because <clears throat> I'm going for a larger audience. I was just looking on Anchor and I'm sitting squarely where I've been at the the, the for basically forever. 60% of my listeners are from the United States. 30% are from here in Canada. Then I've got like 5% Australia, New Zealand, and then all the rest are like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Holland, whatever. It's all like less than 1%. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you who listened. I love pinball so much that I would walk 500 miles for it. And that isn't because I'm just a proclaimer, but they are. That's right, pinball nerds. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Pinball. Thanks for listening, nerds.